June 19th, The Coming Messianic Age, Isaiah, Chapter 2. God sent the prophet Isaiah, along with contemporaries Micah and Hosea, to warn the people of Judah and Jerusalem of the consequences of their ongoing idolatry and outright rejection of the Lord. God sent these prophets despite knowing that the people would not listen to them. He even warned Isaiah about this in advance at the onset of his prophetic ministry. After the fall of the northern kingdom, only Judah remained to host God's temple and to preserve the eternal line of David through its kings, such as they were. This regal line runs from and through the tribe of Judah, as foretold when Jacob had blessed his twelve sons, back in Genesis 49. Reading from Genesis 49, The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh comes, and to him shall be the obedience of the people. That's Genesis 49, verse 10, New King James Version. Shiloh is usually taken to be a reference to the coming Messiah, a world leader who will one day preside over a global age of peace from his throne in Jerusalem. We Christians believe this will happen when Jesus Christ, the final king in the Davidic line, returns to earth to reign in his glory. In Isaiah's day, Judah was intended by God to be a light to the world, drawing all nations to Jerusalem to hear about the wonders of the Lord and to eagerly learn about his laws and commandments. Although this occurred for some, like the Queen of Sheba, their overall mission would fail. But God still has the final say, and in the last days, he will fulfill Isaiah's prophecy for his purposes and glory. In reading from Isaiah chapter 2, Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains, and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow to it. That's Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2, New King James Version. In the last days, Isaiah tells us that God will install his Messiah on Mount Zion to rule and judge the world with justice and equity for all. And reading from Isaiah 2, Many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 3. The prophet Micah also writes of these times. He shall judge between many peoples and rebuke strong nations afar off. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. That's in Micah chapter 4, verse 3. This coming era of world peace is sometimes referred to as the Millennium Age. Even the strongest distant nations will no longer be able to ignore God at his return or resist his rebuke. Warfare and conflict will be futile, so all global resources will be redirected to feeding and nurturing all people of the world. But God also clearly warns all of us that the path to this divine destination will not be smooth or easy. Because people cling to their idols so tightly, drastic measures will be needed to get their attention and to convince them to let go of their rebellion and turn back to God. Like a three-act play, Isaiah chapter 2 gives us the good news first. A joyful time will come at the end of the play, a golden age of peace with God himself on the throne. Isaiah then spells out the suffering and troubles that must come first and highlights the reason for the required suffering a universal stubbornness and rejection of God and his commandments. These problems sound quite up to date, a turning to other gods and soothsayers from the east while ignoring him, 
unending pursuit of riches and treasures, a reliance upon a strong military to defend us without considering God's role as our protector, and bowing down to the creations of mankind without acknowledging the creation and generous blessing of Almighty God. Finally, Isaiah describes the painful experience of a paradigm shift as a God-ignoring populace is forced to come face to face with their Creator. Many will humbly turn to Him in this moment, while many more will seek to hide themselves in shame, regret, and stubborn rebellion. God describes the end from the beginning for our benefit. He wants us to consider our lives and to turn to Him and His Messiah, Jesus Christ, to be a part of His eternal com coming kingdom. God is calling out each of us today to remember Him, our Creator, who loves us, and Jesus, who laid down His life for our eternal salvation. God loves us deeply and wants nothing more than for us to invite Him into our lives. Through the death and resurrection of Jesus, He will completely forgive us and put His Holy Spirit into our hearts to gently lead us along a fruitful and joyful faith journey. And reading from Isaiah chapter 46, Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times, things not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will accomplish all my purpose. It's Isaiah 46, verses 9 through 10. Reflection. Though many trials and tribulations will come, God tells us that we need not worry or fear. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Perhaps you are going through a difficult season today, and may God bless you if you are. Let us pray, Lord, hold me close in your love. Thank you for forgiving me all of my sins in Jesus. Help me to let go of all the other gods and idols that hurt you. Teach me to walk in your ways and to love and forgive others. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And have a beautiful, blessed day walking in the Lord's presence today.